pray. Father, we give you praise. We look at a new day and we wonder, what's it going to be like? And yet, Father, that's all we have is just wonder. Because your grace is so great. Your love is so emphatic. It's so incredible. And we know that this day will be a day that has been blessed by you. And so we walk into it with no fear and full of hope. And Lord, as um, our speaker speaks to us today, let the Spirit of the Lord speak to our hearts. And we give you praise and worship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Dave, why don't you come up? Everybody knows who you are, so I don't want to take any more time. Uh, thank you, guys. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Uh, I know a lot of you showed up to our event on Saturday, so thanks so much. I really appreciate that, and you've had a great time. We had an awesome time. 1,500, 2,000 people showed up to honor all of our fallen officers and Officer Robbie German, and uh, it's just exactly what we wanted. So the first thing I got to do is I got to give you a confession today, and that confession is this. If you remember last week, I think Dave shouted out, I'm like, this is my last time. He said, wait a minute, no, there's one more time. And I'm like, man, how did I miss that? I got one more time. And I met, I met Ryan in the back, and he's like, oh, man, if you're not ready, don't worry about it. And have you guys ever been, like, hit up the side of the head by two by four by God? Right? How many times? How many times? That was me. Because my confession is this, is that for, I've been preparing this for several months, this entire series on mission, and I'm not teaching guys, I'm just sharing you, sharing with you guys what God has worked in my life, number one. And about three weeks ago, I was down to two different topics, and this being the last topic. And probably because of my ego, no doubt about it, in the back of my head, I'm like... Uh, I'm going to push this one aside. I'm not an expert on this one. I, I, I shouldn't be up here teaching this one. But I'm not teaching. I'm just sharing what God has done in my life. And our topic today for mission number four is this. That we should love our wives as Christ loved the church. Man, and I'm not an expert in that. You guys know my story. I told you how I had messed up one life, one wife already. And I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed about that. But what I can tell you is that through my struggle and through my story, which you guys have heard, is I've learned some incredible things about marriage and about oneness in marriage. Our verse for today, guys, is Ephesians 5, 25 through 33, and I'm going to read the whole one to you today. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up to her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her the water through, her, through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without strain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body. But they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of this body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The Bible says this is a profound mystery, and I think we all say amen to that sometimes. But I am talking about Christ and the church. However, one of you also must love his wife 
as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Man, those are some pretty powerful words. No doubt about it. As I was uh, last several months reading and doing some study, I came across this. The best religious predictor of being happy in a marriage is a couple that prays together. I was listening to Z88 yesterday, and I just caught the tail end, and they said only 8% of couples pray together. There's a lot of work to be done. Wilcock and Wolfunger's uh, research on marriage said the benefits of praying, and praying promotes unity in the marriage. It promotes emotional intimacy in the marriage. It invites God into our relationship, and it changes our relationship. I am up here to tell you now that it absolutely has changed my relationship and my marriage. Guys, last week I uh, shared with you a story when we talked about our work being our mission field. I shared with you a story of uh, Deputy Sheriff Scott Pine. And for those who don't know, actually yesterday, March 22nd, was the four-year anniversary of our officer, Robbie German, being killed in the line of duty. Just six weeks before that, just outside the skirts of Windermere, uh, Deputy Sheriff Scott Pine gave the ultimate sacrifice. I shared with you his story and what profound impact it had, it had on me when the preacher got up and told the story about him witnessing to somebody he had arrested. Like, man, what, what kind of an impact is that? The mission field being your job. And it's been such an impactful story. Well, I've been blessed with the opportunity to get to know Bridget for the last four years. My wife uh, gets, has, has known her, and we have, a, we have a great relationship there, and her, her kids are in the back here today. I've listened to her speak about Scott. I know she's proud of Scott. I know that she honors Scott. And I know that they had a, a loving, caring, Christian relationship. So as opposed to me getting up here sharing with you today, I've invited for the first time her to come up here because there is no better example than to see this and to feel this in the lives of one of our heroes, Deputy Scott Pine. So guys, I want you to give you all, give, you guys all give a warm welcome to Bridget Pine. Uh, she's gonna come up and speak to you now. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I'm not used to talking in a microphone. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah. I'm going to have to sit because I hurt my back, so I'm sorry. Um, so, um, just a little back history. Um, me and Scott, we... Um, before we were married, we went to church together. Um, something that we live by in our marriage is uh, something we learned in a class. And I pulled out some of my books, and I, I um, just wrote a couple of notes here. But um, God designed marriage to provide partnership, spiritual intimacy, and the ability to pursue God together. Um, and that was very, very important in our life. No marriage is perfect. Um, 
but I have to say ours was pretty close. Uh, we never had fights. We we would we bicker because everybody bickers, um, but we had a pretty um, special bond between between us. Um, a little back history. We both both Scott and I grew up in broken homes, our uh, divorced homes. Both of our parents were remarried and we knew when we got married we wanted to be that couple that was married for 60, 70, 80 years um, as long as God would allow us to be together. Um, we were married before God on a Beach, um, just me, him, and a pastor, and a couple of friends, because that's what it was about for us. Is um, it wasn't about this huge wedding; it was about us and God, and um, and so that's just a little back history about ourselves. But what made our marriage um, work and so perfect? Um, number one, God was the center of our marriage. Um, I, I'm, I'm stunned when you said only 8% of people um, in the marriage pray together. Uh, me and Scott, that's, that's something that, our, that we lived by. We would pray together. We would hold hands together when we prayed because we felt like it was making a circle of unity and in the middle of that circle was God. Um, a lot of times when we would pray, uh, in the beginning when we were initially married, we were married for um, 11 years when he passed, um, but initially when we were married, we would pray a lot of times for what we wanted um, versus God's will. And as time went on, we realized that we shouldn't be praying for what we want. We should be praying for um, God's will to be done in our lives. And um, sometimes God's will and what we want are not the same. They don't line up. And we want them to line up, but they don't. Um, so praying together, I think, made our, our relationship stronger. We prayed before... Um, uh, before meals at bedtime and sometimes even in the morning like I said was a first responder and sometimes we would be passing each other so I he would be coming in and I would be going out the door with the kids um, and we would stop and take a minute and say a prayer together and I think that's just um, imperative in a relationship it says in um, uh, Matthew 18 of 18 verses 19 through 20. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. And that is so true. So if we pray together, God is going to be with us. Um, we went to church together. We didn't always get to go to church together, but on the days that we got to, um, depending on his work shift, we always went. We, we went together, and we were in the Word together. Um, we are not perfect, so we didn't. We we attempted to do devotionals. We weren't always able to do that. Um, a lot of times, um, we would do one here or there, but it, we a lot of times it wasn't together. We did do some Bible studies together um, to make our relationship stronger. Um, the second thing that made our marriage um, the way it was, was love. Um, we, we loved each other. Scott loved me so much and I know it. Um, and I loved him. Um, he 
his actions would show how he loved me, not just his words. So um, we can say, you know, I love you, but actually showing those, putting those words into action is what makes that love really show through. Um, He would... um, we would we would attempt to do date nights. We a lot of you guys know we have young kids, um, so date nights were sometimes hard and babysitters. But we would attempt to do date nights. If we couldn't do a date night, Scott would always do something special. Though he would either um, go and pick up some some dinner, and after the kids go to bed, we would sit down and we would eat together and we would talk together, or we would play a game together. He would always say, "Put the phones away," because that is, the the phones are. Are a real big thing. Um, put the phones away and let's spend quality time together. Um, and that's what made our love grow stronger. We would go on trips together one time a year. We had a commitment to each other that we would go on a trip together to rekindle our relationship. Um, and that's hard to do. I mean, time just goes by and, and, you, and, and you think, oh, everything's fine. But going on, sometimes it wasn't a big trip. Sometimes it was just a staycation, but once a year, we devoted just to each other and pushed everything else aside. And and in those times, we would actually like turn off those phones because, of, as we all know, phones are just a part of society and we constantly are on them. Um, and I know our life stage might be different from a lot of your life stages, but um, hopefully you can apply some of this in your in your own marriages. Um, the third thing was balance. Uh, balance in a marriage is challenging. Um, it's knowing when to give that person space and um, when they really need you, when they need advice, when they um, need help. Um, balance in the household. Um, um, doing daily activities is challenging. You know, I, I'm i going to say this, and you're probably going to laugh at me, but um, as a woman, it's not always the woman's job to do dishes and to do laundry. And um, as much as you guys want it to be... See, now you're not going to invite me back because I said that. <laughs> um, but Scott always helped around the house, even in those little things. And that's also how I knew that he, he truly loved us. Um, sometimes we get caught up in things and events and we lose track of the real reason um, uh, why. Um, we have things in our house that remind us to keep God always first. So um, above our TV, we put them in when we moved in, but above our TV we have a saying that says um, things are just things. And when you um, when you have an unfortunate situation like I did in my life, you truly realize that things are just things. And that God gave us the time together and that we need to cherish that time and use that time um, in our relationships because um, he can take it away just like that. Um, Also by our front door, we have another saying that says, there is no obstacle too great, no challenge too difficult if we have faith. 
um, keeping the faith can sometimes be very challenging, um, e even in a relationship. So um, it's it's important to maintain your um, faith. Um, the the next thing is um, honesty. Um, Even though sometimes Scott could be brutally honest, and sometimes I just really didn't want to hear that, but he loved me so much that he was brutally honest with me, and he told me, and it could have been little things or it could be something big, but he always was very, very honest with me. And um, in Ephesians, in Ephesians um, uh, verse 28, it talks about how um, you're that you would you would never disregard yourself um, and so in the same sense that you should never disregard your 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 wife so you should never lie to your you're never going to lie to yourself and say um, you know this looks really good on me even though you think it's not that's a you know a petty comment but um, you would you you would never want to do that to your wife because God tells us that you need to treat your wife as you would treat yourself. Um, the last thing, of course, is communication. And uh, I think communication is, is a key to a relationship. Um, me and Scott talked all the time, whether it was um, about you know what we need from the grocery store to those very intimate conversations. Um, I think it's very, very important to have those uh, open lines of communication, no matter uh, what the discussion is. Um, I do challenge you to look inside your own marriage. How can we use our challenges, joys, struggles, and celebration of marriage to draw us closer to God? And this can be very tricky. Um, in order to strengthen and grow your marriage, it's important to step back and evaluate what can be done better to um, improve it. Um, it's also important that we that we not only turn to God when there are struggles, but when there are joyous moments, and um, that can you could see that in your in your marriage. If there's a is it, maybe it's an anniversary, but we need to make sure that we focus back on God and thank Him for that joyous moment that we have, and not just in those um, trying times, um, because the devil's always working, and he wants to destroy what we are building in our marriage. Um, if you think about it. Um, as our marriage becomes stronger, um, so does God. But when our marriage becomes weak, the devil wants to scoot right in and attack it. So um, how to keep a marriage strong um, is to... Um, are the way that I believe that you could keep it, to keep a marriage strong is praying together um, and... Um, being in God's word, and then love each other. Uh, you can have a strong marriage with those three things. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you, Bridget. I appreciate that. Guys, it's so important for those of us who love lost ones to get the opportunity to speak about them is just really, uh, really amazing. And, you know, this is just one of the ways that I think that um, Bridget keeps God's memory. He, he will never fade from that family's life, no doubt about it, but keeps his memory and alive through the rest of us <clears throat> and how important that is. So uh, what I want to do is finish up <clears throat> with about five minutes here now. But I want to issue an Ironman challenge, and I'm going to do this ahead of time. I want to know how many of you guys will commit to a challenge ahead of time for the next 10 days. I only got a couple hands. I need more hands. No, I don't have to say what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to ask for money. I'm not going to ask for money. All right, guys. So, guys, six reasons why marriages fail. Differing backgrounds. We grow up differently. We don't know how to deal with some of the things that each other have dealt with. And we kind of, uh, you know, we kind of passed that. My wife has had struggles in her life in the past that I have no concept about. I don't know how to deal with that. But that's why she reacts in different ways. This deceptive 50-50 relationship theory. I give 50%, you give 50%. As long as you're doing your share, we're going to be good. I believe that in the past, and I think that's what most of society believes. My job and my responsibility give 100%, no matter what, to my wife and to God. The inability to cope with life struggles. You guys have heard my story. You've heard Bridget come up here and sit in front of you four years after her husband was killed in the line of duty, talking about how great of a marriage they had. How many of us as difficult as it may be to think if we passed away, would want to say, I want my wife to be telling that kind of story four years down the line. A fantasy view of love. We all have that, especially early on. And a lack of vital relationship with each other, but a lack of vital relationship with God. And going from good intentions to criticism and failure. Without God being the center of our lives, we are bound to head to that area. And there are four steps to achieving intimacy. First, God creates a need in our lives. He shows us that need. He creates the provision for our need. And when we realize that our wives are the perfect provision for our lives, when we finally recognize that, that my strengths may be her weaknesses and her strengths or my weaknesses, which is the essence of two becoming one. And the last thing, then we can receive God's provision in our life. So guys, I know we've taken a lot, and we have some questions for you today, but I've taken the liberty. My wife and I have taken several marriage classes over the years. Uh, I encourage you to do that, whether you think you need it or not. We're looking for one, right? We're looking for one out in Colorado. We believe we're going to be going to in October because we want to go. But I'm going to encourage you to connect with your wife and to have the mission. This is the mission oneness challenge with our wife. And my challenge to you is this. For the next 10 days, I'm going to ask you to take 10 minutes and take this couple pages that uh, I have taken the liberty of taking an entire book. This is not me. My name's not on this. Uh, produced by the Christian Family Life, one of the best courses we had taken to become in one workbook. We had taken an entire book in the workbook and have consolidated it down to what I believe can be done in 10 days and 10 minutes. 
And I'd like you to take this and make the commitment today. It's called Five Faith-Based Principles to Oneness. And each day, just take 10 minutes and start reading and check off where you get to. Each day is going to have verses. The first faith-based principle is by faith we must commit ourselves to God's purpose of reflecting His image, reproducing godly heritage and reigning in spiritual warfare. Until we kind of deeply understand what our purpose is in our marriage, it really just doesn't make sense. Faith step number two is we must receive our spouse from God and his personal provision for our individual needs. Faith step three, we must daily commit to release the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Four, by faith we must submit to the only active and reactive biblical forces to change marriage, agape love and blessing. And the last one, by faith we must seek God's wisdom concerning our relationships, our responsibilities for mutual love and respect. So guys, we're going to break up into our group, small groups now, and you guys are going to discuss the three questions that I have. But what I'm going to ask is that everybody, I've, I've taken the liberty of making a copy for everybody, and if you will take that commitment, that 10-10 commitment for the next 10 days, take 10 minutes and go through this list. I think this list provides the answers to those questions. And for me, guys, I can tell you for me, this has made a profound impact and difference in my life and my marriage. So guys, thank you very much. Dave, did you have anything to say? You want to break them up into groups? I know we... I just want to get a little clarity on the challenge. Yes. Am I doing the challenge alone or am I doing it with my bride? Oh, awesome, awesome. I'm going to ask you to do the challenge alone. But if you want, after you do it 10-10 alone, to introduce your bride into the challenge for another 10-10. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. Joe? Joe? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm up with that for a lot of reasons. Um, I found me and my wife were separating for a while, and we had to uh, challenge each other. So that worked. I know it works. But I wanted to share a couple of other things off the subject. I don't know if you want me to wait until after come out of groups or it's not a group, so I'll give you a couple minutes. Guys, I think I got, should have enough. I think I've made 35 or 40, and if not, I will copy to Dave if you want to get me your email. I'll make sure everybody gets that. Here, good day. And before Bridget goes, we're going to say a prayer over her at the end. So, all right, so guys, break up every.